So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr., and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode. I'm kind of on a on a binge right now these past couple days, and so I'm just trying to prep because I've got some. I got a conference coming up. I got my kids' school starting next week, uh, and so I've got to like start batching some things going on here. And on top of that, like I don't know if if, if you don't if I don't try to share my personal stories too much because sometimes no one really cares, but. Um, almost a year ago, my father-in-law passed away, um, and my wife, she actually had both of her parents pass away within 18 months, um, which is pretty pretty heavy um, for our family. It's been tough. And so we are getting things ready for an estate sale, which is going to be happening towards the end of September. And so like, I know that there's going to be a lot of moving parts and things going on that I need to get a bunch of episodes kind of recorded. So this is kind of like where I'm just like binging and just kind of going nuts and stuff like that. So this next episode, what I'm going to really be kind of crashing into is, is like reporting and, and, and basically things to look at and that you should be looking forward to reporting your marketing statistics and what I kind of look at as well too. So here are some learnings that I have. Um, when it comes to reporting and attribution and stuff like that, reporting is important because it tells you where to make your, your bets, Okay. If you like, you should be tracking everything, but then you should only be reporting on certain things. Does that kind of make sense? Like, you should be tracking, like, you know, like how your social media is doing. You should be tracking how your podcast is doing. You should be tracking how your emails are doing. You should be tracking if it, you know, generates leads, if it has enough impressions. Like, you should be tracking those things on a channel per channel basis or activity or strategy basis. Like, hey, we're going to do this strategy and this tactic is what we're going to do and we're going to measure this and this is what's going to be considered success. Like you should be doing that, like, you know, reporting all the way across or, or, or tracking, sorry. But then you should be reporting on things that are a little bit more important, a little bit deeper, okay? And so I'm going to kind of go over some things here to kind of help you understand of like what goes through my head, um, how I kind of, you know, look at stuff. So here's the first thing is you need to learn how to accept the modern buyer journey isn't linear. And so not everything can be tracked in a linear way. And so like you need to learn how to make room for like qualitative feedback and be led by what your prospects and customers are saying and not by like what you've decided they want. So what I mean by this is like you need to be like reading your reviews and like seeing what people are saying about like how shitty your stuff is or how amazing your stuff is, like whatever it is, like we do that. We read some of our reviews and like, okay, this person isn't lying, he's not exaggerating, we really sucked at that. And so we try to go in and fix it and we create automations and technology to kind of like patch things up. But then you also have to understand that like the buying journey is not in a straight line, meaning they don't like see an ad, click on the ad. Go to your website, click on, you know, schedule a, you know, a sales call. Like it doesn't go that way. It's they saw an ad and they're like, oh, interesting. I'm going to Google them really quick. They'll literally live the plat- leave the platform if they're like on LinkedIn or something. 
they'll Google your company and they're like, okay, and they'll click through your website because they know that if they click on the ad, they're like, I'm going to probably get cookied or whatever and they're going to retarget me with some other shit. So I'll just Google them really fast. And so they'll go to Google and they'll like, do that. And then they'll probably call up one of their facility buddies and be like, hey, have you heard about this company and what they're doing about this, this, and this? And like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so-and-so has been using them for like two years and they've been happy with them. Oh, that's cool. That's interesting. And they'll continue to do some more research. And then for some reason, they'll just call you directly. They Like not you, but the company. So they might have been attributed by the ad, but went to the website and then made a phone call. And you're just going to call that as like just a direct call. Like they just knew about us. In reality, like um, that that was more of the, in, the, in the dark social kind of atmosphere. But you just have to understand that you need to be putting content in, in different channels because the journey, the buying journey today is no longer linear, but rather like fucking squiggly as shit, like just going all over the place. Okay. So when you start understanding that, like you, you, you know, things that you can kind of do to help with this is, is, is you start learning how to put like information and nuggets and things in different places so that people can start learning more about your brand and they can start understanding like, okay, this makes sense. I get what they're doing. And then they, then they call you, but just know that the buying journey is no longer linear. It's just, it's just different. Like I can tell you right now that we, when we sign our kids up for different activities, my wife will do some research or I'll do some research, but then my wife will talk to a friend that they, she knows of that has like their kid in some sort of program. Like, what do you think about this person? And there's this whole cycle thing and because their friends said that they're amazing, they sign up, my wife signs up our kids for this thing. And that's kind of what goes on and that's how buyers are doing things today. The next thing is that you need to try to unlock the dark funnel by introducing self-reported attribution. Now, self-reported attribution is kind of a new concept. We don't currently do this at the moment. Should we do it? Possibly, but we will probably start doing it in the near future. And. There's reasons behind this, and I'll talk about this later. Self-reported attribution is basically where you have a form on your conversion page that just basically, or your opt-in page, that is asking the user what was their first encounter to your company. And so this is great insight because it might be like, saw you guys at a conference. And if you start seeing like 20, 30, 40, 50 people saying that, you're like, well, fuck, I'm going to start going to more conferences versus just like, getting business name and email address and phone number and first name and last name and that's it. And like, and make the last one be like, how'd you learn about us? And make it required. So they have to type something in and make it an open field. Don't like, like, don't like, you know, have like a drop down box, like make it an open field that someone just types it in. That's huge. So like right now we're not doing that because we know that the majority of our leads are coming through paid social However, we are still seeing people come into other channels. Now, I know that some of this attribution software, like we're using HubSpot, isn't 100% correct. And we already know that and we talk about that within our team and we all get it that it's not 100% accurate. That's fine. But what I'm saying here is, is that the self-reported attribution is gonna give you a little bit more insight. Like if you were doing a podcast for the past 12 months and, and all of a sudden you start asking these questions about how'd you hear from us and people like typing in podcasts, you're like, well, fuck, this podcast is actually producing more revenue than we anticipated and this is kind of amazing. So like, that's huge. 
another thing is is to let me see what kind of notes I have here is is trying to identify positive trends from your inbound you know inbound requests. So combine this with like positive engagement. Um, and so like, this is going to be part of your sales team that they're going to be doing this kind of stuff. And so like, it could be, you know, you're like someone calls inbound and your sales team captures that demand and they're like, they're saying, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting these conversations this past like six weeks. And it might be, be and, and like, I'm hearing people say this, or I'm hearing people say this, start learning how to capture that information and start translating that and be like, huh, that's interesting we probably need to be doing more of this stuff then. So like an example is, is that at Ratmates, we get a lot of people that say, hey, I saw um, your ad and I went to your Facebook page and I want you to design a wrap just like this, like this picture. Okay, cool. So that basically means that the person is engaging with our ad and then go to the Facebook page. They see the designs that we're doing, they love it, and then they start talking with sales and they start saying, I want you to do this. What does that tell me? That tells me that the content that we're producing on our Facebook page is actually engaging the customer or future customer at this point because they see what we've done and they're like, I want something like that. That looks amazing. And it makes the sale a little bit easier. So that tells me that our social media is a sales driver, not a sales like restrictor because we're posting pretty cool shit. So it's important to understand that like you have a pulse on this. So you got to talk with your sales team and like this can't really necessarily be reported on, but you can kind of be like, okay, I've been here for the past six weeks that we, we see this. Like an example is like we track like what converts from organic social and it's good. It's not amazing, but it's good. I bet it's more. I honestly bet it's a lot more than what the software is telling us. But we, we're limited to what we know. But what I do hear is when I go to the office and I hear the sales team talking to folks, I hear them saying that things or I hear the sales team telling me these things. Like That tells me some important stuff. The next thing is report on metrics that make sense. This is important, especially whenever you meet as a leadership team and you're talking about the success of marketing. You need to be reporting on metrics that really make sense. So like, for instance, like KPIs that make sense for us at Rapmate, one of them is CAC, is customer acquisition cost. The other one is VAC, which is vehicle acquisition cost. So VAC is something that we made up because sometimes we'll have a customer that buys two wraps, so essentially two vehicles. And so like, our CAC to VAC ratio kind of work hand in hand, but it tells us that like on average, we sell 1.2 vehicles, you know? So for every five customers we close, one of them has two, you know, something like that. And so that's one metric that's very important to us. Another metric that's important to us is, is, is ROAS, it's return on ad spend. So we are tracking to see what the value of the projected revenue is gonna be for what we've sold for a new customer and how much it costs us to get that customer. Like, so if our ad spend was $1,000, but we generated $30,000, like that's pretty good. It's like a 30 to one ratio. 
And so like, we don't get that. It's not that high, but it's, it's been as high as, it's been as high as like seven, eight, nine. <clears throat> so what I'm getting to here is, is that you need to find metrics that make sense. Like, you know, some people might look at paid social a little differently than what we do. But like for us, like we look at ROAS as one of those things as a channel that's important to us. And not, I'm sorry, not channel, but a metric that's important to us. Another one is that if you have like regular podcasts or regular um, newsletters or regular live events or webinars, don't forget to deep dive monthly on who signed up and who's engaging. Like you've got to see like the people that are actually taking, engaging with your content on a regular basis. And so for us, we do that. Like we track, you know, who's opening our emails, who's clicking on stuff. Like we see those things. Now we have not created marketing strategies behind those folks that are opening stuff. And I know that there's a lot of like tracking that is being turned off as we speak right now. And it's getting more and more tight. I get all that stuff. But if you're doing podcasting or live events, like, you know, maybe it's a a LinkedIn live or whatever it is. These are things that you can, you know, constantly track and you'd be like, you know, John Smith has been engaging with our content for the past three months, man, this is crazy. And so you know, what, I, what I'm trying to share here is that it's important to see and track information and data that is going to give you direct lines to revenue, direct lines to like, oh, I can see this impacting. And, and it gives like, and it kind of almost points marketing in a, in a good light, not that it's, it's in a bad light, but sometimes like marketing is looked at as like, it's a cost center versus a cost or versus a revenue generator. A lot of people look at marketing like that. And if you're able to like do reporting like this better and improve on your metrics and what you're tracking and the report on the right things that really make sense and understand that the buyer's journey is going to be a little different and look at, you know, ways on how to capture information, like all this stuff. If you're able to do all these things, you can easily start pointing of, you know, that, that marketing is driving revenue, that marketing is generating leads that really make sense to the sales team. And the sales team is capturing that demand and doing a very, very good job on more at like closing. And so if you're bringing the right type of leads to sales and it's closing, that's you, that's the marketing department taking place in that. Like, so you just got to improve on your metrics and what you're reporting on. And as you get better at the things that are re- you're reporting on, you know where your North Star is after that. And once you know where your North Star is, all of a sudden things get a little bit easier. Okay. Now I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Like where you're like, you know, you, there's no stress, but you're like, Hey, this is what we're focusing on. And the way, like for us, like one of our, our North Star is lowering our customer acquisition costs, our CAC. How do we do that? different things. One is trying to get more efficient on Facebook again. Two, exploring new channels that can that we can acquire customers at a lower cost or, or basically acquire leads at a lower cost. Three, get better at doing more organic stuff. Okay, so, you know, creating content organically, getting better at social media, those sort of things. Like, those are all going to lower the cost of our, our customers. Okay, those things right there so far. Four, finding customers that have, it's one customer that have several vehicles 
Okay. That's going to be huge. And so like multi-vehicles like fleets, not necessarily enterprise, but like multiple vehicles. Five, finding ways for us to get more throughput from some of our partners that are like signed up as an affiliate, if you will, where we don't have to pay for those customers because they're coming in free. So these are ways of how we can lower CAC. And that's a number that we track like consistently, okay? Like week to, I'm sorry, month to month, quarter by quarter, year over year. And that's something that you might want to be doing as well too for your organization. So just kind of keep in mind that like what I just covered wasn't 100% like all facility and property stuff, but this carries into what you're doing because these metrics are going to help you get more in line with your CEO and your revenue goals for the company and that sort of stuff. So if this makes sense, let me know. Love to hear your feedback. Um, I love doing these podcasts. Three things at the end of my podcast I always ask for. Number one, please give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We're seeing reviews coming in on a regular basis, which is great to see. Number two, please take the time to um, you know connect with me on LinkedIn. So send me a message. Like say, hey, digging these episodes. Love this one thing. Or love to have you cover this. Like this gives me insight. Um, and then number three, um, please uh, share this podcast with somebody else. That's like that's the the biggest compliment that you could ever give me is by sharing this podcast because this podcast has been growing every single month and we're we're hitting new breakthroughs, which is really cool and fun and exciting. Um, you know, since we've since we've launched this, so it's growing. We're getting a ton of down, downloads. We're getting a lot of people just engaging, and it's just I, I enjoy doing this. Like this is. Um, I'm not going to call it therapy session for me, but this is an opportunity for me to kind of like brain dump things that are in my head that I'm like, I need to get this out. And then what happens to me is like, I get some new learnings. I'm like, that's really fucking cool. And then I'll go and start applying some things or I'll start listening to podcasts or other stuff. And it kind of starts, you know, I refill my cup again. And then I start implementing and trying some new stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. And then I'll go back and like start teaching some of the things I just learned. I'm like, hey, this is what I just figured out. And I try to say, hey, you can apply this for your company if you do it like this, this, and this. So with that, like, know that you're getting the latest and greatest information coming from me. And I'm not holding any punches back, okay? I'm, I'm not one of those where I'm trying to hide my, my top secret things so that, you know, I, I find a way to make money from you. Here, and, and I've said this before, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to give you the best information that I have you know, from the very beginning. And then there will be a moment whenever I I ask you like, Hey, do you want to buy a course or do you want to buy, um, you know, fractional consulting from me? And I'm not requiring you to do anything, but what's going to happen is that when those opportunities come up, you're gonna be like, well, shit, this is a good opportunity. I might want to take them up on this. Then we do that. So just kind of understand that, um, I'm giving the best information that I have from my experience and what I'm currently going through. I'm sharing it, how you can implement it into your facility and property company. And there will be a time when there was an ask, but until then, like I've, I've produced, I don't know, 170 episodes um, already. And it's, uh, the ask is not there. Do I want to ask? Of course I do. Is the time close? It's getting close. When is the time? Quite not ready sure yet. Some things going on in my personal life as I mentioned at the beginning of this. Um, But 
I'm trying to build that trust as well too. Like I want, I want everyone that listens to this podcast to know like, man, this guy's genuine. He's really trying to like, he's trying to teach some stuff and, and that's what I'm trying to do. So if you're finding value behind this podcast and you're enjoying it and you see this actually changing your company and your business, then please give us that five-star review. That would be great. Um, other than that, thanks a lot. Have a great one. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email. And that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, uh, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And have a great one.